more from the Media First blog. Okay, so should you use ChatGPT in your crisis communications? Now, there's a lot of buzz about ChatGPT. It's an artificial intelligence chatbot. It's trained to interact in a conversational way, and it's already been put to the test in everything from writing articles and songs to language translation. Now, in one case, a recruitment team unwittingly recommended the language model for a job interview after it completed an application task. And the publishers of the Daily Mirror are exploring whether it could write routine traffic and weather stories in its local titles. But what about crisis communication? Could ChatGPT, which is the fastest growing web app in history, and AI have a role to play here? Well, let's take a look at one of the first examples of where it's been used in crisis media management. Now, officials at Vanderbilt University's Peabody College Office of Equity, Diversity and Inclusion sent a message following a Michigan shooting that killed three students. It said the incident was a reminder of the importance of creating an inclusive environment. It said, and I quote, one of the key ways to promote a culture of care on our campus is through building strong relationships with one another. This involves actively engaging with people from different backgrounds and perspectives, listening to their stories and showing empathy and support. We can look out for one another by noticing signs of distress and offering support to those who may be struggling with mental health issues. It went on to discuss promoting a culture of respect and understanding and creating a safe and inclusive environment. And then there was a line in much smaller text at the end of the message which said, Paraphrase from OpenAI's ChatGPT AI language model, personal communication. And it's that sentence which has grabbed so much attention. Damning stuff. Now, to be fair to the university, it did respond quickly to the backlash. Camilla Benbow, who's Peabody College's dean, released a statement saying the university would investigate the decision to write and send the message. She added, and I quote again, I'm also deeply troubled that a communication from my administration so missed the crucial need for personal connection and empathy during a time of tragedy. Now, that deeply troubled part, ironically, sounds a bit robotic. But we also learned two people have been suspended while investigations are carried out. So using AI to write about human tragedy doesn't sit that comfortably. It's not a great look. And while we don't know how much was written by AI, it creates the impression that leaders were too busy to use their own words. But would people have noticed if the university had not been so transparent about actually using ChatGPT? Maybe not. But then again, the language was vague and not exactly personable. And during a crisis, organisations need to show a human touch and personal connections. Words should be meaningful. There should be a purpose beyond saying the words you think people want to hear. On our crisis communication training courses, we use the acronym CARE. That stands for Compassion, Action, Reassurance and Examples. And there's a reason compassion comes first. As Theodore Roosevelt once famously said, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that compassionate communication is what's missing in this chat GPT offering. Now, one argument I've seen in favour of its use in crisis communication is that it can be used to create the first draft of crisis statements. After all, when a crisis strikes, you might not have time to stare at a blank page or suffer writer's block. So could it provide some support? 
But these statements, holding statements, should be written in advance as part of your crisis communication preparation. And if you're listening to this now and thinking, well, my organisation doesn't have a bank of pre-prepared draft crisis holding statements ready, well, I'd suggest you drop all the proactive PR you're doing and get this sorted. And those holding statements should be based on the CARE acronym. Even in the early stages of a crisis, organisations should show concern and sympathy for those affected, whether it's people who've been physically injured or customers unable to access their accounts perhaps because of a computer glitch. But I wanted to test the technology for myself, so I asked ChatGPT to write a statement about a fictional workplace accident where one person had died and another was in hospital. Here's what it said. We're deeply saddened to inform you that there's been an accident at work resulting in the loss of one of our team members. Our thoughts and sympathies are with their family and loved ones during this difficult time. We're also aware that another team member has been hospitalised as a result of the accident. Our priority is their well-being and we're working closely with medical professionals to provide them with the care and support they need. It added, we're currently investigating the incident to understand what happened and to identify any measures that can be taken to prevent such accidents in the future. We're cooperating with relevant authorities to ensure a thorough investigation is conducted. And it concluded, we understand that this is a difficult time for everyone involved and we're committed to providing support to our team members and their families as they deal with the impact of this tragic event. So what do you think? I'll be honest, it's better than I thought it would be, and parts of it are okay. But it does feel a bit dry and stilted, and overall you'd probably put it in the category of iffy. Saying deeply saddened is a horribly generic way to start, and later on, an incident where someone has died and another is in hospital is described as a difficult time. And the support being offered comes a bit too low down for my liking. Yes, emotion is conveyed, but it doesn't read as if that emotion is understood, and not surprisingly, it lacks the human touch. Now, speaking of the human element, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact ChatGPT has reputational issues of its own, with Time magazine reporting it was built with contributions from Kenyan labourers paid less than £2 an hour, and it claims these workers were exposed to graphic content so they could clean the platform of violence and hate speech. A spokesperson for OpenAI, which owns ChatGPT, said, We take the mental health of our employees and those of our contractors very seriously, which does sound a bit like something AI would write for you. But there's also an elephant in the room we need to address. Now, doesn't it make sense for someone who writes for a living to rubbish AI writing? Why would I say much in support of a machine that could take over? Well, I think there's a lot to be said for tools that make writing easier and I often use the likes of Grammarly and the Hemingway Editor. And we mention many others like that during our writing skills training courses. And perhaps in time, ChatGPT will be added to that list. But when it comes to empathy during a crisis and creativity, after all, show me a robot that could write about Prince Harry's unusual willy remedy and link it to communication training. Well, humans still rule. Read and hear more from our blog at mediafirst.co.uk. Media First, specialists in communication training.